This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for making this a part of your morning routines. Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Granddaddy Guna, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to Peeny Wiener, Matt G, and Runs with Cows, Damien, Granddaddy Guna, I've already said hello to. Very keen indeed. Uh, Carl, <laughs> very happy about beating Peeny at the chat box. Uh, Carl, good morning to you, Franklin. Uh, Chris, Stephen, Kaiser, Marcus, Johnny, Anthony, uh, Ponaru, Black Shine, uh, Olu, Harrison, Colton, Guna, Jake, Alpha, Martin, Christopher, Steve, David, Stevie, Jose, Stephen, Temi, Peter, Hawkwind, and plenty more as well. Thank you so much, as always, for all of you tuning in. Uh, do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and of course, turn those notifications on so you hopefully never miss a show few things discussed this morning let's get straight into them first of all we start off with last night's premier league action between brighton and manchester city a dead game for man city uh they did play some of their uh more uh keen starters but did rotate later on in the second half but it ended in a 1-1 draw which benefited brighton massively because that draw meant that brighton will indeed qualify for next season's europa league uh, and a massive, a massive achievement for Roberto De Zerbi and his team. The recruitment, of course, that has gone into building that squad and the tactical demonstrations of not just a full season, because it's not been a full season, if you remember, for Roberto De Zerbi. This has been a part season for Roberto De Zerbi because uh, Graham Potter was indeed in charge, um, <laughs> you know, some time ago at the start of the campaign. And after the summer transfer window was replaced after he moved to Chelsea. And we all know how that went. Chelsea, meanwhile, languishing down in the bottom end of the table, currently in 12th position in the league, which is where we hope that they'll stay because, of course, if Wolves do go above them, it'll be because uh, they beat Arsenal, which we don't want to see. Uh, but Chelsea could end up finishing 12th in this season's uh, Premier League table. But uh, Brighton going ahead and Cisco with a, a fantastic goal again. Another, another player proving to be quite the talent, it seems, that they have identified 
once again. Now, uh, a Brazilian Adidas website has launched the Arsenal home kit early. Uh, the video for the launch of the home kit, which is celebrating 20 years of the Invincible season, uh, has indeed uh, come out. Uh, there's some really good detailing that wasn't initially seen on the shirt. The uh, wins and draws of the uh, of the 38-game run uh, or down the side. I don't know if they've gone through the whole 49. I imagine it would be the 38, considering it's for a single season. Um, but the wins and draws, the 26 wins, 12 draws, uh, is down the side with Ws and Ds, uh, which is a really nice detailing on this. But certainly one of my... Uh, more favoured home kits uh, that Arsenal and Adidas have produced in recent seasons. You know, home kits have been a bit hit and miss for me recently. I didn't particularly like this season's home kit. I'm not a big fan of a collar. So to see us go back to the crew neck is certainly something that I am uh, so much more excited about. Meanwhile, however, we all know that the Adidas away kit for this season is one of the worst that we and Adidas, I think, have ever produced. Um, But certainly the home kit... Uh, provides some saving grace and will be the one that I get, as well as I think the third kit, which is the uh, green and blue, navy blue style third kit, which I'll also be getting. But the away kit, I'd be surprised. I might just get it for the banter, uh, just to look genuinely terrible whenever wearing it. But uh, yes, the home kit, uh, we don't know a release date of when we'll be able to buy it, but hopefully soon. Saka and Ramsdale have been included in England's squad. However, there is no Ben White in the competition uh, in the tournament. That's what tournament, the uh, the games that are going to be taking place uh, in June. It's a little bit of a frustration. We know that Saka is absolutely shattered, but we'll have to play in games against both Malta and North Macedonia as the UEFA Euro qualifiers continue. Uh, England are in you know a very reasonable position uh, in terms of their looking at their Euro qualifiers group. They are in group scrolling down C. They've obviously won their first two games playing against Ukraine and Italy. I think it was Ukraine and Italy. That's the two first games that we have got. And we've got uh, Malta and North Macedonia now uh, on that list as well. So let's see if Saka can get himself plenty of rest. We'll have to wait and see for that. But uh it's still good news. No Ben White, uh, as expected, but that could change in the coming weeks and months, uh, depending on talks between Southgate and the player. And Declan Rice, of course, is involved. Who knows whether or not he will be an Arsenal player come the start of next season. But uh, he's been called up. Some interesting other call-ups. Lewis Dunk uh, from Brighton has also been called up to the group as well. James Madison maintains his place. No Mason Mount in the sides. However, um, there is still space for the likes of Eberache Eze from Crystal Palace, which is fantastic to see him get a call-up as well. And I hope that he makes his debut in an England shot. I believe it's his debut. I'm pretty sure that it is. Uh, Manchester United are said to be favourites to land Mason Mount now. Uh, David Ornstein says that Mount is leaning more towards joining Manchester United than any other club. There are suggestions in other reports that a £55 million bid is expected for Mason Mount from Manchester United. For me, I've said time and time again that I'm a fan of Mount. I like Mount. He's a player that I would be open to see joining for Arsenal. However, always caveated with that it needed to be the right price. And going over that £50 million mark for me, I think is going too high above what he's worth, especially a player with just a year left on his contract. Chelsea, to our understanding at Football London, uh, are wanting something closer to 70 million to get Mason Mount. Uh, whether they get that amount of money remains to be seen, but Man United seemingly will have to pay well over the odds to get hold of one of their primary targets for next season. There are plenty of attacking midfielders out there, uh, but David Ornstein reporting uh, that he is leaning towards 
uh, Manchester United at this stage. Moving more towards potential Arsenal ins, and according to the Mirror, Smith Rowe could leave Arsenal, which would therefore then leave funds available to replace him with Leicester City's James Madison. Uh, a very- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Very interesting story, whether how much uh, I know know nothing regarding uh, potential moves for James Madison. But he is a player that Arsenal have had English with, uh, English, sorry, um, He's a he's a player that in the past uh Eng- are, I don't know what I'm struggling with this sentence. The English international has been a player that Arsenal have previously had interest in. There we go, got it out in the end. Um but certainly whether or not Arsenal end up moving for him this summer remains to be seen. For, if if I was going to predict a move, it feels very Spurs like to me. James Madison would move. Not that he's, you know, worthy of Spurs or worthy of, you know, if it's even worthiness that comes forward with this. But uh, it feels like a very Spurs-type move to go for James Madison once been relegated with Leicester. But uh, suggestions from the Mirror are that maybe Arsenal will move on Smith-Rowe and could move for James Madison uh, as the alternative. So let's wait and see. And then according to Turkish uh, reporter Nevzat Dindar, uh, Arsenal have supposedly made a £17 million bid for Sasha Bowie, uh, the Galatasaray fullback who can obviously provide some variations what we've ex- we've already got existing in that right back position with Ben White and Tommy Asu has been of interest to Arsenal it seems and according to Dindar um the interest is very much real and already a bid has been made of around 17 million euros uh, however Galatasaray are asking as we talked about yesterday for 25 million euros to land the young Frenchman whether or not Arsenal push ahead with this deal we'll have to wait and see I personally haven't got any information to suggest uh, how real this information is, but uh, Nevzat Dindar is said to be uh, fairly reputable uh, coming out of Turkey. So let's wait and see what happens with this. But could Bowie be the player indeed that Arsenal are looking at for their right back position this summer? Let's wait and see. If indeed that is the case, you know we'll be producing at the end of the season. So after this week ends, the tactical breakdown shows will be returning. You can be sure that we'll be doing a tactical breakdown on Sasha Bowie as soon as indeed we get the opportunity to do so. So yeah, some really interesting transfer links, as you can imagine, um, but nowhere near as interesting as the discount that you can get off a fantastic NordVPN service. Uh, just by going to nordvpn.com slash Guna, you can get yourself a significant discount off a one or two year plan uh, by going to that website. Not only will you get the service at a discounted price on that two, one or two year subscription, but it gives you the ability to stay safe and secure online. If you're not using a VPN in 2023, I don't know what to tell you. It is just an absolute must for your safety and security when, of course, surfing the net online, keeping those peeping top bowlies away from your transfer target research. And, of course, not only that, but it enables you to change your geolocation on your phone, your tablet, or indeed 
uh, your laptop as well. So make sure you get involved. NordVPN.com slash Guna to get all of the latest uh, deals from, of course, the channel. Okay, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. I haven't pushed it in a while, um, but of course the uh, TGT merchandise, which was a massive uh, boost to raise £1,500 for the Arsenal Vision fundraiser recently, uh, still are indeed on sale. You can continue to buy them and you will be helping uh, both the Arsenal Foundation and Cancer McMillan support uh, with, of course, your help. Uh, Just go to the TGT store. There is a link to that down in the video description. You can get yourself any of the four designs that we now have. You can get the red, the gold, the grey, slash silver, or the USA version of the hats as well. So if you haven't yet got hold uh, of one of your own TGT hats, make sure you do for the brand new season. Uh, I think we'll be doing some new stuff as well for the summer um, relating to the brand new designs, of course, for the kits for next season um, and maybe some other things outside of just hats as well. So I look forward to conversing with our our partners over in the embroidery company that we work with to see if we can do some new things for the new season. So do make sure you get involved with that, but uh, uh, continue to support us. I'm hoping to get you information on a brand new fundraiser that we're going to be doing that's going to relate to me having to do marathon levels of walking, which I can't wait to talk to you about as soon as I get the confirmation on that as well. Uh, But we've got a new fundraiser coming, which I'm looking forward to seeing how far we can push it. Uh, But thank you so much, everybody that has indeed already got yourself a hat. Um, Okay, let's go into the chat box then and your questions. Uh, Let's go to James says, should Arsenal fans stay reserved regarding the highest profile targets like Rice? Previous links to Mudrik, Vlaovic, etc. have not come to fruition. The honest answer, James, is that you should always be reserved regarding transfers. It's not advice that I personally adhere myself, because as you know, and everyone knows on the channel, I have absolutely got obsessed with plenty of Arsenal transfer targets, be that uh, Dominic Zoboslaya, you know, people like that. I I very quickly got very obsessed about uh, transfers, and it's something I need to work on not getting so obsessed about. But unfortunately, it's a very, very difficult uh, task. So absolutely the advice is do not get carried away with transfer targets because there's always a good chance in the world of transfers that indeed they won't happen. Um, Yomi says, Tom, who has the greater legacy, Baby Shark or Rob Holding? Or Rob Holding, without a shadow of a doubt. The guy helped us win two FA Cups with those performances in those two cup finals. So without a doubt, Baby Shark's got nothing. Jamie Tart, meanwhile, uh, very different. Uh, Marcus says, uh, do you know Peeny Wynn's real name? And also, why is he called Peeny Wynn? I feel like it's one of the TGT mysteries that must remain a mystery. You know, it's like the Bermuda Triangle or why we never have a backup right-sided centre-back. You know, one of those things. We will never know Peeny Wynn's real name and there's no point even asking the question. Um Let's go to Onyx Lens. He says, why wouldn't Arsenal bid for Eberechi Eze? I'd prefer him over Mason Mount. I think he'd fit into our system like a glove. Uh, I like Eberechi Eze as well. I think certainly he's a young player that can produce plenty of top-level performances in the Premier League and has been doing so for Crystal Palace for some time. And if it was that Arsenal were interested in him, it would be an interest that I would certainly support. So Onyx Lens, I agree with you. I would love to see Arsenal move for someone like Eberechi Eze in the summer. Uh, A great option for Arsenal, I think. Uh, Rev San says, Tom, do you think any of our current players might be used to get Caicedo or Declan Rice, Nketiah, Balogun, Tierney or El Nenny, perhaps Lukonga or Patino? 
I think that there is potential for swap deals to take place. They aren't the most common thing in the world. The last time we ever got involved with swap deals, really, you know, you think about Alexis Mkhitaryan back uh, a fair few, half a decade or so ago now, if not more. Um, I remember Victor Ozimen seeing players from Napoli moving the upper direc- opposite direction to Lille when he moved, but there's been, I think, alleged investigations going on around that transfer. It's not massively common, but who knows? Maybe it's something that can still take place. We'll have to see. Um, let's go to um, Derek says, Tom, do you want me to ask a new question or the old question? I asked twice and you didn't see it. Derek, I seem to only see the comments that you leave asking me if I will answer your question. <laughs> Uh, I would always say make sure you leave questions in the questions section. Um, if it's earlier in the show, I tend to miss out them because I've, I've scrolled down in the chat books for part two. Uh, Alexa says, uh, is it really a good idea to convert Ben White to a centre-back? And what do you think about what our transfer targets, such as Bowie and Fresneda, etc.? I think Ben White is... I don't think we're going to categorize him as a right back or a center back, to be honest, as naturally so. I think he can play both roles very well. I think that what bringing in a right back will do for the summer is allow us to create greater depth at right-sided center back because Ben White can offer that and we don't then have the the, the stress of having to play Thomas Partey or Reese Nelson or someone out of position or bringing in Kivio, you know, we need to make sure that we've got options, variation, different styles of players in different positions and giving Mikel Arteta the greatest versatility in his squad possible. So I think that Ben White is going to be a player that can play both centre-back and right-back next season for us. And I think that bringing in, say, a Bowie or a Fresneda is going to be a benefit to us. Both players are good young options and certainly offer something different to what we already have in those roles. Um, let's go to Baldev says, Tom, what is your target for next season? We have to challenge for the league again. It's as simple as that. You know, you can't challenge for the league this season and then not the following season. We need to make sure we push, go as far in the cup cup competitions as possible, but the expectation for next season, the target, I suppose, you know, the target targets a very similar word to aim. And, you know, we talked a lot at length about what the difference between targets and aims and expectations are. If you're expecting Arsenal to win a trophy next season, I don't think that's a fair expectation when Manchester City exists and where Arsenal exists in their current form. My expectation is to progress always. And that means a better, more successful title challenge, be that getting closer to City, pushing them further, or indeed winning the competition in itself, and hopefully doing better in the cup competitions as well. My aim is, of course, to try and win things. We have to win silverware. This team would really benefit from silverware. That has to try and be the aim for next season. Uh, FM Review says, Tom, next season we're in the title race until the end. Finish five points behind the winner's city, but finish third. Is that progress? I think so. Yeah, I think when you look at the points, points are more important to me than you know placement outside of the top four. Of course, when you start moving outside the top four, then you're in a situation when you're not getting Champions League football. But within the top four and with the competitive nature of the Premier League, it's all about the points, about how close you are and, of course, how much further you're getting to to competing with that Manchester City side that dominate things. So, yes, you could finish third rather than second and yet be closer to Man City and it would still be progress because you've got closer to the title. You've got closer to getting the points tally for a respective season that would have got you that title so great question though because it's certainly worth providing that context around what progression is it's not always about league position it's more to do for me about how close you are to that title and we need to be closer to the title 
next season. Um, let's go to uh, Mashego says, why are we going for Bowie when there is better options who play in more established leagues? Uh, it'll be to do with data. It'll be to do with prices. It'll be to do with what we are trying to do in other positions. If we think that we can't get you know, if we can't get somebody that's greater than Bowie because the money's too high or the player doesn't want to move, then they will start moving for other targets. But also, there is success that can be had from signing players. You look at what Brighton have done with certain players in certain leagues. You know, we want to sign Caicedo. Um, Liverpool want to sign McAllister. Where did they come from? Where did Gabriel Martinelli come from? You know, you can't just rule out a player just because they're in another league. Is there an option for Arsenal to get a right back from a Premier League team that's of a good level? then that's maybe something I would consider because I've always been a big fan of signing players from within the Premier League that give you that experience. But you can't completely just remove the idea of signing players from other leagues because uh, that would be hugely detrimental to a transfer plan. Um, Philip says, what would your dream Champions League draw be? Um Obviously, I think I'd like to get Feyenoord from pot one. Um Salzburg from pot two, because it gives me a, a chance to watch Salzburg always. And um, from pot four, uh, I'm not even sure who's in pot four. <laughs> so um, I don't know who's in pot four. I think Sociedad are, but I don't think I'd want Sociedad. Um, uh, I'm not sure who I'd want from pot four. Copenhagen, I think, might be in pot four potentially. So yeah, I guess Copenhagen. I'm actually going to Copenhagen in a few weeks' time. Um, but uh, yes, I'd like them. There you go. Copenhagen, Salzburg and Feyenoord would be my dream Champions League draw. Um, I'm just checking I can have all those three teams. Yes, I can. <laughs> checking they're all in the same nation. Uh, Derek, uh, again, is asking more questions. I don't know what the actual question is. <laughs> so there you go. And I'm answering questions. You're not even a member, Derek. So there you go. Uh, let's go to uh, Franklin Goodwin says, what league position matters more than arbitrary points totals, which are different every season? Um no, again, it doesn't. You know, when it comes down to position in the table, in the if you're in the top four, finishing closer to first is more important than actually finishing in a placement that's close to first. Let me put it to you this way. Arsenal this season, based upon where they are, say if Man City and Arsenal in the last two games, we're going to finish eight points off Manchester City. However, next season, if we finish third and yet finish within five points of Manchester City we've actually competed better with them across the entire campaign and we've got closer to winning that title. That's what matters far more than the league placement outside or rather inside only of the top four. If you're talking about winning within the top four, it's better to be closer to that first place in terms of a points tally than it is, of course, the actual position you are in the league. Outside of the top four is different because then you're outside of the Champions League qualification spots. But in terms of being within that top four, and let's be real, if you're finishing outside of the top four, you're not getting closer than you got the previous season to first place. It's just not going to happen. But when it comes to Man City, finishing third, but actually closer to Manchester City than we did the previous season would actually be a greater show of progress because it means you've better competed with Manchester City across the entire league campaign. It should make sense. I hope that it does make sense. Um, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Um, Mr. Smith's Maths Academy says, obviously, Xhaka Goey means that we need to upgrade him in the starting 11. Who do you think our weakest three players and our current best 11 are? The current best 11, of course, is Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli. The three weakest players in that team is a really interesting question. 
it is a negative <laughs> in terms of kind of the terminology used. You should understand that they're all brilliant players. I prefer to look at it as who are our three least amazing players. Let's put it that way. But I think Granite Xhaka may fall into that category, potentially. I think that oof, it's really hard. It's a really hard question. They're all so close to one another in terms of their importance in the team. I think Xhaka is one of the most upgradable. I think that's the way to look at it. Is can you look at the players in this team that you think are going to be the most, the easiest to upgrade? I think Xhaka is one of them. I think that potentially Thomas Partey is another because there's options like Declan Rice in who I would start personally over Partey right now. And I think the other one is is potentially, oh, this is controversial. No, I, I was going to say Gabby Jesus, but I think that may be a bit far. But it's only because there are strikers out there maybe that could get us more goals than him, but then what he brings you elsewhere. Then the other position is probably right back. You know, Ben White has been brilliant and he's a brilliant right back, but maybe you can bring in somebody that would give you more there. That's a really good question, though. I think that's probably the way to look at it, is which three players are the most upgradable from the team of the available transfer targets that are out there. So, But really good question. Let me know in the comment section down below if you're listening on Catch Up who your three most upgradable, easiest to upgrade players in this current Arsenal best 11 are. Uh, Xhaka, my captain, says Xhaka White Partey. Um, James says Xhaka White Jesus. Um, Verminator, sorry, Verminatoro says uh, Xhaka Zinchenko White. Um, the left winger and striker can all be upgraded. Um, so interesting. Uh, for me, Zinchenko's great. I think you're going to struggle to find a left back that gives you what Zinchenko gives you. Um, but uh, there you go. Um, let's go to... <laughs> uh, Marcus says, is it me or at the start of the season, Jesus looked like a great finisher, but the end of the season, his shooting was more or was poorer. Um, I think his finishing was much better at the start of the season. However, our memories are indeed affected by the time that has passed. So perhaps we're slightly biased based upon what we've recently seen. I think the injury ultimately saw him come back quite quickly uh, in terms of good form, but that dropped off relatively quickly with the uh, the dipping confidence of the entire side. And I think maybe next season at the start with things being um, again at zero, let's see indeed what happens. Um, D. Melosi says, why do I get the feeling that Arsenal are leaking the Rice and Caicedo as priorities and then sign other midfielders at bargain prices? I mean, I don't know why. That would make zero sense. That would make absolutely zero sense. A, Arsenal never want to leak their targets because uh, they would rather they were kept behind the scenes so that they can negotiate better behind the scenes. Tends to be with leaks, they come from the club that are selling or the agent side of things to entice other clubs to come in and bid so that ultimately it becomes a harder, uh, more competitive bidding process. It makes no sense for Arsenal to leak um, those players. So very conspiracy theory. Doesn't make much sense, though, unfortunately. Um, let's go to Mickey says, you're right, Tom, say it loud. Gabby Jesus, he should be rotated with Saka and bring in a Hoylands, uh, for instance, next season. Uh, P2G says, uh, we can look at bringing in an Alongu, Alonga. I don't know who that is. Uh, let's have a look at this guy. Michael Alunga, uh, who plays... Oh, that can't be the right guy. That's the one that came up first on my... Uh, on first on my feed. I think I saw someone say Genk earlier on. Um, or maybe it is the right guy. Never heard of this person before. 
Let's have a quick look. Uh, it says, I can't see anything. I mean, this guy is 29. It can't be him, surely. Who are we talking about? I swear I saw someone put a comment in earlier up saying a player from Genk uh, that I skipped past. But uh, I can't seem to find that player anywhere now. So let me know in the chat box who it is you're talking about and I'll see if who they are because I have no idea who you're on about. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, if Nelson signs a contract extension and he becomes Saka's competition to save money on other areas, would you be happy with that? Personally, I think we should increase the level for Saka and get more in. Again, it depends a lot on the forward re- you know, in reinforcement. For me, for me, in terms of the... Um, the, the, the priorities, midfield and defence are the priorities. Without a shadow of a doubt, the midfield and the defence are priorities because you have to be in a position to curb that 42 goals that we've conceded so far. You have to be in a position to try and curb that. But what you can't, you know, what, what we have done really well is score goals. You can't deny the fact that we've scored plenty of goals this season. Over 80 goals have been scored. So, if Nelson is renewed, I think the way forwards for Arsenal is to look at a striker so that you've got greater rotation rotation between uh, Jesus, uh, the new striker, and actually on that right-hand side. I think Trossard can offer something as well at centre-forward as well that's that's very, very good too. And we did really well when we had Trossard playing centre-forward. But um, yeah, I th- it, it's difficult. I think that Nelson's extent should, should only be done in a case where we are intending on spending a lot of money still in the midfield particularly and then the defence if they feel as though they're not going to be able to add a forwards you know that with the money that's available for this summer it better be because we're spending a hell of a lot of money in the midfield and defensive areas but there you go a gift or band Derek says is the Genk player yes uh, or Ghent player um don't know much about the guy so a quote from him really begrudgingly of Arsenal um which then they tried to backtrack on i mean good luck trying to backtrack on that comment because it was ridiculous Feel free to go and Google it if you like. But he was very disparaging of Arsenal. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I've no interest in that fella. Uh, Marcus says, I know unlikely, but if we get Rice and Caicedo, you're allowed one more player up to £100 million. Who do you buy? Um, Kolo Moane, personally. Uh, would be the player that I would go out and get. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate your time. As always, do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new and turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. Make sure you get hold of some of our TGT merch. Uh, You can get the USA cap that I'm wearing on my head or you can get the gold, red or silver one. It's all non-profit. goes to some fantastic causes as well. So, uh, yeah, get involved. Um, New show will be, of course, tomorrow. Uh, We'll have a preview show, hopefully, as well, looking ahead to the game against uh, Wolves with some of our members, fingers crossed, too. Although I know that the interesting preview shows where the season has been pretty poor towards the end has not been uh, (laughs) that high, so much so that I went out and got Mike last time. Don't leave me doing that again, please. Um, But thank you so much, everybody that's tuned in. And uh, yeah, do leave your comments on anything that you think that you've got a really strong opinion about in today's show. Uh, I love to read your comments. I'll try to respond to as many of them as I can as well. It's good to get some DMs always as well. You can find me on Twitter at TheGoonaTalkTV or at TomCantomedia or at TheGoonaTalk on Instagram. Um, So yeah, I'll be live on the Arsenal way a little bit later on this morning. Uh, But other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.